0: This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by the Snack Smart brand Cheese Rope. Giddy up! It now contains four flavors.
1: Jalapeno. Barbecue. Pork rind.
0: And cheddar. Yeehaw! So, hi, I'm Jeff Gritman.
1: And I'm Kristen Kiss,
0: And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy series called Prison Dad. PrisonDad.com, there's free stories. Four books out. Check it out.
1: Yes, and fun additional stuff. podcasts if you enjoy this one.
0: Exactly. So it's Mother's Day.
1: Happy Mother's Day.
0: Happy Mother's Day. So we're gonna do a little a little podcast here on something we call Sci Fi Moms We Love to Hug.
1: Hug. We'd
0: love to hug. We
1: love snuggles.
0: Yeah, it's fun stuff. So let's let's get the ball rolling here. Let's talk about uh, Molly Weasley.
1: Molly Weasley's the best sci fi mom.
0: Molly Weasley has how many kids?
1: Oh jeez, what's it? George, uh-huh. Bill, uh-huh. Percy, uh-huh. right? The Fred. twins, Fred and George. You said George, Ron, mm-hmm. and Ginny.
0: I think you counted George yeah. twice.
1: No, but the oldest son.
0: Yeah, Bill, and then, uh, well, there's a bunch of Weasley kids. Yeah, and you know what? They they kind of do it all in like a shoestring budget. Yeah, they're sure not a bunch do. of richers. Like you know, the Slytherins always making fun of them for.
1: Yeah, but Molly's such a good little homemaker. I love that she, you know, makes her kids um, sweaters for Christmas with the letter of their name on it, and Harry got one. That's
0: just so she can like keep them, so, tell, uh, tell them, apart.
1: No, but nah. she's such a <laughs> sweetheart, and she always has like cozy dinners prepared for everybody and food whenever Harry comes. Which you know, Molly Weasley's basically Harry's surrogate mom because for the most part, yeah. his mom is gone, obviously, and uh-huh. Aunt Petunia sucks as a yeah, mom. She blew- she She just all-around sucks. She's either Molly coddling all over her son, who's a complete a-hole. Yeah. Or she's treating Harry like, you know, he's some embarrassment to her that has to live in, like, a closet.
0: She was embarrassed about her sister.
1: Well, she was jealous. Freak! She was jealous, because she didn't have any powers, and she was pretty busted. And her husband's, like, a giant, like... Potato. I don't know what this is. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about Molly Weasley. Molly Weasley has a super cool clock on her wall that actually doesn't tell the time. It tells where all the Weasleys are at yeah. any given time, whether pretty they're handy. home, at work, at school, right, elsewhere. You know, shenanigans especially with Fred and George. You never know where those two are, off causing trouble.
0: Well, yeah, um, she's pretty badass in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, she is. She's tough. Is it Charlie? Charlie's the oldest.
0: Yeah, the I one that they're... goes
1: and hunts dragons. Yeah. Um yes. So, um you know, uh Weasley family, she is she keeps everybody all together. She's so loving and she always like wants to keep people safe and and hugs them and you know, nurtures them. Um and she also kicks butt. Yeah. You know, when Bellatrix tries to mess with Ginny, she's like not my daughter, you yeah. bitch! <laughs> I was like, the best thing ever. I was like, yeah! Yeah, Molly Weasley, you wield that wand!
0: Yeah, so Mo- Molly Weasley is our first example. Uh, really awesome. So we should definitely talk about Lily Potter while yes. we're on the Harry Potter-verse. Yes. So Lily, Lily Potter, Potter, you know, the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. You know, sacrificed herself to protect her child.
1: And it's her love that keeps Harry safe. Yeah. Even though, you know, as it turns out, spoiler alert! <laughs> He's a horcrux, but because of her love, you know, she's able to like spare his life, and then he's able to come back after he gets about a cadaver. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Pretty awesome. The
1: evil, stanky Voldemort, who has a terrible mom. Voldemort's mom (laughs) was, you know, Miss Riddle was obsessed with this richer that had nothing, had no interest in being with her, so she put a love spell on him. Um, to, you know, beget Valdi things. And then he went crazy because he didn't want anything to do with her. And they both ended up, you know, dying in squalor. So that's delightful. And then Valdi things was super cuckoo bananas. Yeah. His mom was cuckoo yeah, bananas. Yeah, he's pretty nuts. Pretty yeah. nuts. So that was crappy parenting. He had to be raised in an orphanage. Um, yeah. So. Pretty depressing.
0: You know, we don't know too much about Hermione's parents other than they're they're both yeah, they're muggles dentists. And they're they're, they're dentists, nice
1: people yeah. that really love their daughter. Yeah,
0: they um, want to see her, you know, succeed. She's an overachiever,
1: and they're fine with the fact that she's a witch, which is yeah. something that they're not familiar with. But no, they're, but they're perfectly like, happy go to for it, stand yeah. up for her, and um, I love the moment in um, the. Uh, Definitely, Hollows Part Two when Hermione has to leave her home and I makes know. her parents forget about her. It's yeah, it so takes heartbreaking. her out of the pictures and
0: stuff. It's that was um, cine- cinematically done so well. Really
1: beautiful, and mm-hmm. yes, you knew that they was it in Part Two. Loved her. That? I think I, so. in, I think it was in
0: Straight of Part One. Right? Maybe
1: it wasn't Part Yeah. You know what it is in Part One because it's before, when they go. I think it's like a,
0: one of the opening scenes of the yes, movie. Yes, you're
1: right. It's in Part One. Sorry, but still, it um, wasn't really
0: moment. in the book. That wasn't really captured in the same yeah, way just she just kind of says like this is what i did right, but to see it was like so heartbreaking
1: yes it was but anyway lily potter yeah she's super brave she follows her heart um she was muggle born as well so she was a bit of an outcast with her family obviously her sister hated her and was super jealous um you know she was friends with snape and she was kind to everybody um because she realized that she didn't always fit in um you know harry i think gets a lot of his kindness from his mother, and she was also a brilliant witch, um, you know, which, which, um, was it Scrim? No, it was the teacher, um, that made the Felix, Felix Felicius that tells Harry the story about how she made him the fish. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you know, Lily Potter's definitely an awesome mom. And I love that she comes back when Harry's in very scary situations as a ghost. Out of the wand.
0: And, yeah, and, and God came like out of the wand. He saw her in you know, the mirror. And, and I and... always
1: start crying in um, Deathly Hallows Part 2 and she's like, You're, you've been so brave, Harry. It's just, mm, oh, it kills uh, me.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Um. So, yeah.
0: So, uh, shifting gears a little bit here, talk about some Battlestar Galactica, which I, you know, uh, we're talking reboot here. um, You know, uh, everyone knows the first two seasons are probably some of the best television ever made, and then there was like four more seasons, which we all watched, and we don't know why.
1: <laughs> so, um, Kinda the big ba- like me was supernatural,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's still on.
1: Sam and Dean, I have to know what happens when are Sam and Dean
0: gonna get go their AARP membership? What am I talking about? I'm probably older than they are. <laughs> Okay, so with Battlestar, I want to talk about um, Athena. So, the thing with Athena is that, you know, she was originally sent to infiltrate Hilo, who was stuck on the planet, and the whole point was you know, they wanted to make a a Cylon-human hybrid baby. So, they were doing a lot of banging in the jungle. She eventually gets pregnant. Um, They go back to Galactica right after the other Sharon, uh, you know, the boomer tried to kill um, Adama, and then, you know, they immediately, you know, quarantined her and it was like she's pregnant, you know, don't don't you know, you can't kill her. Um she has the baby, they tell her the baby's dead.
1: That's my nice
0: and they give it to, you know, the uh I don't know her name. She plays Joe on Eureka and she's on the one hundred now. Um they they give her to her and then after the silent occupation of New Caprica, you know the silence take the child off to the base star. Well, this is you know, they learn that the that the baby's there and so and that the baby's sick, so she really wants to find out, you know, and, and save her child. So she has Hilo Shooter, so she can download Re- resurrect onto the base star, and then just to find out that the the, the baby has gas. Like, well,
1: babies have gas sometimes. These yeah, but happen. but come what on, to have gas. Why couldn't be, poor little guy?
0: Why, why, why couldn't it be like? Why couldn't it be like something actually would help? Like. The baby, the baby just had gas. But anyway, so that's a brave for me. That's Very a brave thing to be a mom. See. Be like, like I've been separated from my child for so long. Now I find out she's alive, and then you know, and then she goes through all those like steps, you know, to you know, leave her body and download and become, you know, a, a, you know, into the into the same body. But so that's mm-hmm. why I thought was like, you know, something definitely Athena was definitely needed to be talked about this week when we're talking about mom, moms. Right? We love to hug. Uh,
1: Next up on our list is the most amazing Sarah Connor. Right. She's such a total badass. Yes. I mean, this lady, she's just like a run-of-the-mill 80s chick hanging out she's in the apartment with her friends. And then she's thrust into the middle of, you know, one of the ex- most Your exciting, child
0: is going to violent, be the savior of humanity.
1: Right. Um, sci-fi Whoa! stories ever. And all by herself, because Kyle Reese obviously dies shortly after they... You yeah, know, have their first fun time. Right. Which yep. which results in John Connor. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, Sarah Fun she, time. She goes from being that Spicy you know time. person, but she knows she has to take on this responsibility, so she sets everything up to get her son ready to to be able to handle, you know, leading the armies of the remaining humans she when trains him. She trains him, she teaches him about ballistics, she teaches him about explosives. She, you know, unfortunately loses a lot of her ability, I think, to nurture John because she's so focused on making sure that he's ready to lead the resistance. You know, she's not a warm and fuzzy mom. No. But she loves John, and she's super tough.
0: It was um, really cool how Linda Hamilton really... She did a lot in recreating the character and redefining yeah. the character. And it you know, she got, like, ripped... For T2. Right. And, you know, you see her in, like, the mental hospital, like, doing, like, chin-ups, and she's, like, jacked, and...
1: Yeah, she knew she had to be ready to fight up until, you know, she ends up, you know, dying of cancer, which they don't show that, but, you know.
0: Well, in, um, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, in one of the first episodes, you find out she has, like, leukemia. Yeah. Like, like, you know, she goes and, like, she goes you see her at the doctor. Played by Cersei.
1: Sarah Connor is just a tough, tough lady who was given... A real raw deal, but made the best out of it and yeah. making sure that her son was ready to do what he needed to do to save the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she didn't probably get to have all the nice mom moments that a lot of mothers do, but she had a job to do and she took it really seriously. So, we, we I talk her about props.
0: It. Yeah, I give her props. And we talk about Genesis, um, Terminator Genesis. We've talked about it in a number of podcasts. We still, really haven't made up our mind how we feel about
1: it. Yeah, I'll probably have to watch it again at some point. <laughs>
0: so, um, I didn't think Amelia Clark was nearly as cool as Linda Hamilton in right. the role. Even though I love Amelia Clark, well, we really but, do like her. But, but it was
1: very confusing what they sort of did with her because you know her version of Sarah Connor knew that she was supposed to be Sarah right. Connor much earlier, which I I kind of liked. You know that she had a nice, innocent life, and then it was all of a sudden it was like, no, you. And are this she person, knew what she had to do. Yeah, she changed everything about herself to be able to save her son. And make mm-hmm. him the, the optimal version of himself. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um, so so Sarah Connor cool.
0: is the the first one on our list that we see is, is a single parent, right? Doing
1: and she probably doesn't really want to be hugged, but, <laughs> 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 but everybody we wants want to a hug. hug <laughs> uh,
0: we're going to talk about another single parent here. We're going to talk about uh, Doctor Crusher on Star Trek: Next Generation. So. Here we go. Um, you know, the husband died. I forget. I meant to look it up. I, I forget how. But we have. Um, you know, she was friends with JLP. She's now you know the the flagship of the, the Federation. She has her son on board, and he's just a curious curious kid. But oh, yeah. she always has a good like. She's always like you know Wesley first. She really like looked out for him and and really really cared about him so much. You know, as far as like and, and it didn't impede her from doing her job. I felt. That Dr. Crusher could still, you know, do all these things. And the thing... Whenever we talk about Wesley Crusher, I feel like anyone who's, like, probably 30... I'd say 33 to 40 at this point... You know, they had a crush on Wesley Crusher when when we were kids. I feel like every girl at least chicks. Well, yeah. did you?
1: Well, Wheaton, I had a crush on him from Stand by Me because he's oh, the, he's right. the writer. I mean, he's like sort of the personification of Stephen King, who is you know. Yeah. I'm obsessed with him. So I've, I had a crush on Will Wheaton from from that movie. Okay,
0: all right, and they say to like Tell Ange me, yes. and Nicole, and they like- Oh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's pretty dreamy.
0: So Doctor Crusher, we we feel like is you know definitely. Definitely may- needs to make this list. Um, you know, Doctor Crusher's is pretty badass, and uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. Sucks that they kind of like wrote her off the show, but then the fans brought her back in season three. Don't quote me on that; I could be wrong. I think so. I think it was season two; she was kind of like off the show, and then they brought her back. So, so another single mom. Yep. Um, doing good, doing good.
1: Next up is Miss Princess Leia. Right so- or General 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 Leia Organa
0: general yes. organa yeah
1: so the hard thing about this is you know we only just found out that Leia is a mom right,
0: right? I mean it was there's a in the lot books, of lore there's a lot of books but, but that's all separate from know. the Abrams
1: right t- from JJ's tale. story so what we can sort of glean from it is that she had Han in her life I think the Might have been married, but if not, they were shacking up. That's fine. No judgment. I'm just saying. We don't know if they're married. But at one point, it seemed like they were a family unit, right? Because she says that the worst mistake she made was sending her boys away because she lost them both. So it's, you know, she sent her son to go train with her brother, Luke, Mm -hmm. because she could sense that he had the force strong in him and she wanted him to train to be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. But her fear is now that because she sent him away... He wasn't nurtured enough, and he didn't realize how much he was loved, and that caused him to be, you know, influenced by S- Snoke, who mm-hmm. has turned him to the dark side. Right. So Leia, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, like she says, you know, it's really was her calling to be a general more than a mom, and I think a lot of women probably struggle with that. You know, if you're so good at your career and you're so focused on that. Again, we also no judgment, because know- I think, you know, you got to do what's best for yourself. And I think she did have her son's best interest in heart, but now she's questioning whether or not her decision, you know, was right. And I think that's so hard, because you can't know the future. You just have to make the best choice in the present. So, you know, I, I think she tried to do her best. It's really a shame, you know, that, that um, Kylo Ren, or, you know, well, his name was Ben, actually. Ben Solo. calls himself Kylo Ren. Ben Solo. Um, you know that he's so angry and sad, and and I really hope that there's a resolution to that because obviously now he doesn't have his dad anymore by his own choice, but right. his mom's still out there and she's still fighting for the good parts. But of that's
0: that, what he thought you know? would give him absolute power was killing his father. And I spoiler alert that
1: that that <laughs> didn't work, you know, and and now we have to figure out like who is Ray. I mean, I think. She's Luke's daughter, but then I don't know who her mom is. Um, if she's Leia and Han's kid, it just is a little confusing because Leia really didn't seem to like know know her. You know what I mean? Like didn't yeah. Seem to I don't think, think, think that she she's a solo she a Organa.
0: I don't think yeah. she's. I I still think that she's Luke's kid. Um, yeah. There's so many rumors, so much speculation. We won't know. We may not even know in Episode Eight. Right. We might have to wait till Episode Nine. Figure, and yeah. let's just face it. What's going to be cool is there's going to be a new Star Wars movie. For every year for the rest of our lives. So. I'm amped
1: <laughs> This is my life now. This is what I've been waiting for, yo. But anyway, you up- know, Princess yeah. Leia, I love her. I think she's such a strong woman. Um obviously, you know, she's become a general and in the beginning of the movie, you know, Poe is talking to her old friend and he says she's always royalty to me. Yeah. And Poe says that she is, so she's, you know, got a lot a lot of you know, weight on her shoulders, yeah. um, trying to lead the resistance and be brave and strong, and make tactical decisions. But and as much as she's she doing
0: that, tragedy. you know, she says to Han, "You know, bring our boy home when right. he's like about she, to you jump know, she into." She she loved
1: him and was thinking of him. She wanted to do the best for him. Yeah. But it's really hard to decide because you don't, you know, children are their own individuals, and while they might have makeup of mo- the mom and dad, they also have their own personalities, and you don't know what the trajectory is. And I think it's. It's a brave thing to be a parent, and it's hard to make those choices because you, you don't know. Yeah. You know, you do the best you can. Let's um, stick in let's the talk stars. about someone who definitely didn't make good decisions <laughs> in her life. <laughs> Shmi Sh- Sh- Skywalker. <laughs> Shmee Skywalker.
0: <laughs> Sh- Skywalker. Okay, so you know there Jeff was no father.
1: Jeff and I were trying to figure this out earlier because I think she boned the Emperor, but, but I don't Jeff think she did bone that the Force created. No, no, no. Anakin. So
0: when was the last? T- okay, so first off, when was the last time you watched *Revenge of the Sith*?
1: Um. When I finished the law boards, I think
0: I thought you didn't make it that far, or
1: maybe I didn't. Oh, I saw it in the theater anyway. Okay, but I definitely I recently saw the first watched one it again because I want Two thousand and six again, mm-hmm. the first one where she talks about you know she doesn't know she she feels that she was is a virgin birth, right? Right. So in in but, Revenge, but of the... Shmi is so no. easy to control. I feel like she. You know, is so not. Lost. She was so lost. She's so easy to influence and convince of things. That if the Emperor showed up and said, "Hey, baby, let me put this in you because it's the Force," like she just seems like the kind of person that wouldn't really understand what was happening to her.
0: See, and, and my my thing is like they're sitting at that weird opera house watching that blob thing in Revenge of the Sith, and and the Emperor's like, oh, you know, there was this Sith master and he could create life.
1: That's what he made created me think that- life by sticking it in. OK? <laughs> he just didn't want to say that. Everybody knew what the emperor was really doing: Tell us your
0: thoughts. Be interested to know yes. what, what what we think is is going on here. You know, because... and
1: obviously, you know, we were we we're sort of skipping over Queen Amidala because I feel like she yeah. skipped out on her kids because she was like heartbroken over Anakin, who was a douche anyway, mm-hmm. as we talked about in our Valentine's Day podcast. Right, He's yeah. a very abusive partner, not a yeah. very nice guy, no. very selfish. Yeah. So, but she was so heartbroken that she died. And my uh, my employee at work, Zach, likes to say, you know, employee at his, work at his love, he loves to make that joke, like. You know, oh yeah, cut off your arms, cut off your leg. But don't worry, we can like fix you right up, we'll make you into a robot. You're good to go, Vader. But oh you had babies, oh sorry, we can't do it. No, we can't do it. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Nice <laughs> so yeah, we don't really have anything to say about her because she really you know, but the weird thing is, like, I I don't know, like Princess Leia in um in uh Return of the Jedi like, Luke's asking her, like, do you remember our mother? And she says, like, she was beautiful. images, and, yeah. But it's like, but she couldn't have, because she only saw her for, like, a hot second, and yeah. then they took her away
0: yep. to, Maybe they saw, you know. maybe when she's said that, she meant, like, pictures, like, she saw pictures. Yeah, maybe,
1: it. or maybe she was talking about, like, her mother on Alderaan. It's um, true. Mm. Mrs. Think, Organa. But I don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't think because I know Bale, they showed Bale, like, obviously Jimmy Schmitz, but I don't remember, you know, the mom really... Yeah, I mentioned don't, ever again. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. But, uh, Shmi. Sorry, Shmi. Sorry, you Shmi. You didn't impress me much. No. Sorry
0: <laughs> about that. Uh, we can talk about one of our characters being a sci fi mom the
1: amazing Cassie Gum.
0: So, Cassie Gum is, um, uh, she's, she gets, she does well with the ladies.
1: Yes. Yeah, much so younger Cassie, ladies. Cassie had less when she was very young. She mm-hmm. was, you know, figuring out her sexuality when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Had an affair with uh,
0: yes. someone. Yeah, with, say. we
1: reveal it in the books. but yeah. if you haven't gotten there yet. In volume two, that's fine. the,
0: the less's father is
1: revealed. But you know, Cassie was having fun figuring her life out. She gets pregnant and has less. She doesn't really know what to do with less because she wanted a little girl. So, so she so raised him as a girl. She raised him as a girl for a little bit, yeah. and that you know she was very young. She was trying to figure things out. She mm-hmm. loved women, and eventually. You know, realizes that she's gay and, and, you know, now she's out and she mm-hmm. dates women only. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an established, she's
0: a, she's a, a prominent woman, mechanic.
1: A prominent mechanic, single mm-hmm. woman.
0: Likes to trade favors for uh, for auto
1: work. With, sure. With someone, she know. raised Les all by herself. Yes. And also a little bit Jed because Jed's mom died when he was very, very young. young. And yep. so his grandma and grandpa, you know, raised him, but mm-hmm. Cassie was sort of the mom in the neighborhood. Right, it's true. That, you know, looked after Jed and Les. Um, but, you know, I think I love Cassie because she really always does push Les to, to be a better person. He's not always getting it. Um, she teases him a lot, um, but I think she's hilarious. Um, yeah. She really doesn't take his crap. No. Um, you know, but she gets him, and she really does love him. At the end of the day, like, she would do anything for her son. But and she we see
0: glimpses of, of Cassie trying to protect Les in certain different oh, situations, yeah. like... Um, and, and you know like where he goes missing in volume 3 oh, we yeah. kind of see this like she's she looking loves him. she's a mom you know, of here. but at, at the same time we see like you know there's some great Cassie lines that people have told us like you know, I love the mom. I love how she's such yes. a dick to him and stuff. So. Yes.
1: A lot of my girlfriends have told me that they absolutely love Cassie the most. Yeah. Cause I she's think
0: my so mom fun. even said something, too, which <laughs> surprised me. Because my mom and, and Cassie Gum are, are very different people.
1: They are, but your mom's sassy, too, though. Yes. Yeah, like, true. she's funny. She'll say stuff and, you know, put people in their place.
0: Cassie um, Gum is a cigarette smoking,
1: spicy mama. Badass. She steals S- Les's as girls from S- him all the time. Yes. Yeah. She is beautiful. Um, Killing ravenous squirrels with a (laughs) blowtorch. Yeah, Cassie doesn't take any crap, yep. but she's a lot of fun to to write about um because she's I love so writing Cassie smart, parts, yeah. She's so funny and yep. quick and yep. you know she's really tough and brave and but also, you know, she's got a, she does have a lot of love and a and a big heart. Um mm-hmm. she does. She
0: just doesn't know how to show it to Les. Right. You know, and and she so. had a rough
1: life cuz she probably had him when I'm thinking like 16 or 17. Thinking that, like I'm she thinking I'm thinking she's a Yeah. And she's been on her own cuz mm-hmm. you never see, you know, less grandparents yeah so that's a good point, yeah so we're proud of Cassie.
0: So let's talk about yeah, we're talking yeah, so there's another single single mom. we've got two in a row. Let's talk about a third single mom. Well, Martha Kent, uh, Superman's adopted adopted mom. mama. The dad was around for a while in right. several different lore, but you know it was, yeah. it was mostly Martha Kent that, that raised Clark.
1: Right, and that's a hard thing to do because he was beautiful and perfect and an alien. Yeah, and she was a human woman. Yeah. Um so she to figure out how to nurture and feed and care for keep him keep him safe, keep his
0: secret safe,
1: keep his secret safe when he was tiny and didn't really know, you know, that he had these powers. But she had to figure it out really dang quick. Um, you know, Martha was a, was a good mom, and, you know, Clark definitely loves her a lot, no matter which iteration of Superman you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe the last one. I didn't see the Affleck Superman.
0: Nah, <laughs> I don't know how much it really references there. And, Something about know, Martha, there's a bunch of Martha Met memes of out there and, where they yeah. keep talking about Martha! But I, don't yeah, yeah, I don't know what it I, means. I don't know what it means I really... I she probably gets killed. The Smallville is what I'm most familiar with because that is Superman in this teenage years right. growing up and you saw a lot of right. a lot of her and you know they had her husband there for a while but you know he had to turn back the clock to save Lana yeah. and by doing so you know the dad lost the dad passed
1: and you see her you see her in um Superman returns that they show her a little bit in that one Yeah that's true um you know I think really I believe they showed her near <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, you know I honestly can't remember off the top of my head I have to go watch my old Supermans again that I no, love so they. much I, I think she I is just in watched the them all one. recently, yeah yeah um, that you see a bit of her uh,
0: yeah, because there's a lot in the beginning about Reeves. about Superman growing up in the beginning uh, and, you
1: know she had the... a tough job to do and she was just you know a farm mom and but she did her thing she made him she gave him the safety um, to grow up and to become an adult. She had to be super understanding and accepting of him being so different, um, and and loving, and that's that's pretty awesome. That's sort of like, you know, all the best qualities of being a mom.
0: Yeah, sticking in the superhero
1: genre. First, yeah, let's talk about Spider-Man. Aunt Aunt May, Aunt May and Uncle Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben obviously. uh, Peter and you know he was a normal little guy up until he's a teenager. Gets, gets bit, bit by, by the spider. spider, nom nom, Spidey noms!
0: Yeah, and now he, you know, has got he gets great to hide. power. He's got to hide his power
1: so that Aunt May and and you know Uncle Ben don't know what he really is. Yeah. Um, but they love well, him. Aunt May does find out. Well, she finds out yeah, eventually.
0: Yeah. Uncle Ben, yeah, he. he Uncle Ben never gets to find out. So I mean, she. So here we're dealing with like you know she wasn't really uh, a single parent until Spider-Man. Spider-Man. it spider came, yeah. yeah. You know, and then now we're going to see Marissa Torme as, as yeah. a spoiler alert. That one's actually a spoiler alert. It kind of
1: is, because I don't know how many people have seen uh, Civil War yet. but Go see Civil War. It was yeah, awesome. It was so great. Yeah, but from like, what we can figure out from our podcast, you know, looking at the statistics, it seems like most people listen to it at least a week later. So hopefully yeah. that gives you a week to go check out yeah. how amazing Civil War is. And that's
0: probably could already, that might already be out there that, that you know, because you know Spider-Man's next. he's been on all the trailers. Right. So I'm not really spoiling anything here. Right, right. Um, but the
1: Spider-Man's absolutely adorable.
0: He was awesome. He he's stole so the screen cute. for <laughs> a lot of the stuff. Yeah,
1: and Aunt May's great, too, because you know, Robert Downey Jr. has a little flirtation with her. Because, yeah, he does. Yeah. Because um,
0: apparently he's split with Pepper at the moment. No, I'm very upset about that. There Let's not are, talk yeah. about that. We didn't talk about this.
1: I love Pepper Potts. Mm. I think she's such an awesome, badass lady, mm. and she loves him, and he loves her, and I'm really sad they're not together. They didn't really and talk think, about it
0: too much weather, but
1: well, because he kept wanting to do his Iron Man thing, and that's why he. You but know, he was wasn't doing it. Remember, he said he was retired. He tried to, but you know, but he even said it to Cap. Yeah. He's like, I can't stop, and yeah. that's why Pepper. So he part of the reason why he signed the accords was to try to get Pepper back, because that's what he was saying to yeah. Cap. Oh and yeah. Cap was like, Oh man, like I'm really sorry. I didn't know that.
0: Okay, enough. That's a super enough. We're, we're giving too much away because yeah. it's, it's really new. Yeah, so. just go see it. It's really, really good. Yeah, I don't want to ruin can, it for anybody. We were if it wasn't Mother's Day, we'd probably be just breaking down Civil War this whole time. Oh yeah, but
1: or maybe seeing it again.
0: Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> what are you doing tonight?
1: Nothing. Mm. <laughs> All right. All, All right, right. We have to yeah. go write. Yeah. We have to write.
0: Yes. Yes. We have we have things to write. So anyway, back May, to our story. Aunt May, Aunt May you know, she very she supportive. Yeah. So
1: yeah, she has to like turn on a dime and realize, like, now, you know, that her teenage boy that she's raised is now also a superhero and how do you deal with that how do you keep him safe but also know that he's got a lot of abilities that neither of you really understand yeah and how do you help him to learn to be a man too because he still is mostly human yeah and this spider-man loved... we're
0: seeing is very young yeah i feel like he is younger than the the toby and um andrew garfield yes Spider-Man. yes
1: he really looks like a like a teenager really yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah very yeah very young so. and very smart. So, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm way more amped for the new Spider-Man now than I was a week ago. Me too. Or even I was, like, Thursday morning.
1: Yeah, because I was feeling like another Spider-Man reboot could be lame, but this was really lovely. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. So, mm-hmm. anyway, Aunt May's pretty cool.
0: Aunt May's pretty cool. Let's talk about um, Elastigirl. So, from The Incredibles. You know, so, the superheroes, you know, you can't be superheroes yeah. anymore. We're going to relocate you. And then she just, boom i'm gonna be the the suburban mom that that you know is there she wants to control her kids but her kids are like but these powers you know dash he wants to use his powers so bad and she's just like she's so anti-power to everything and then you know and and obviously her husband mr incredible he wants to help he's working as an insurance agent he's telling people how to get you know beat the system and then he gets recruited for more hero work and he's like he can't say no because that's in his blood it, as soon as she finds out what he's up to, and that he's not, you know, sleeping around, which was, she was immediately, immediately, you know, thought he was. Um, she's there to help, and she's a hero, and you know, with the kid, you know, and the kids stole away, and then she can be a mom, and she can be a hero, and you know, save the day. Yeah. And this is all the stuff. I, I really think that Elastigirl was a great addition to this list.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: for I- um, have you ever seen The
1: Incredibles? No. It's on my list of things I should watch.
0: I actually own it on a DVD, not even Blu-ray. DVD, cool. remember those?
1: Yes, I do. I still buy DVDs. Yeah,
0: you buy Blu-rays?
1: Well, yeah, but they come with a DVD. Yeah, because I usually get them like pre-ordered. Like yeah. I just got Krampus, mm-hmm. which is super fun. And Deadpool. So we're gonna that, have Deadpool really soon. Deadpool's TV. coming next week. Um. Anyway, we, so next up, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, someone from the Watchmen. We're gonna talk about um. So the Silk Spectre, Sally Jupiter, who has her daughter, um, Laurie mm-hmm. Um So Sally is a complicated mom, right? Um, so she raised Lori with a stepdad, um, but Lori always knew that wasn't really her dad. Um, she thought that her dad was um, the individual that always was sort of protecting her mom. But as it turns out, she later finds out that her dad was actually the comedian and she was born due to a pretty violent uh, yeah. rape, um, you know, between the Pretty much the Sally scene that the comes comedian. on in the
0: movie, I'm like, I'm going to just fast forward yeah, a little like bit here. Yeah, It's a very, very um, brutal scene. It's very scene.
1: sad. But Sally has a complicated relationship with the comedian because she continues to have affairs with him while she's married to Laurie's stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Laurie doesn't really find this out until much later in her life after she's had a relationship with Dr. Manhattan, and yeah. he shows her, like, actually, your dad is a comedian. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, it's very difficult for her, you know, obviously her mom, um, wants her to follow in her footsteps. Lori's not really amped about that. Um, but she wants to make her mom proud. So she goes along with it. Her mom picks out her clothes for her. Um, they're kind of suggestive in the same way that, um, you know. So the silk Spectre yeah. had like sort of sexy the sexy bathing suit looking like 1940s bathing suit look right yeah um you know lori at the end sort of expresses the desire that her superhero outfit be more you know protective of her more like leather and that she has a gun so she's not you know so exposed um a gun. she asked for a gun at the end of the oh, movie she's right, like i don't yeah. want to i don't want to wear that outfit anymore mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting cuz you know even though her mother you know raised her and sort of showed her that um you know being a woman and being a woman superhero is more of a sexy thing you know, Lori does her own thing and figures out, like, hey, look, if this is the life I'm going to have, I want to do it on my terms. Yeah. And maybe I'm a little bit more like my dad, who was a bit tougher. And, mm-hmm. you know, but the not- focus
0: here is Sally. Is Sally. Sally's Sally Sally trying Sally, to mold Lori. Sally though. was
1: trying to mold Lori. She also was trying to protect her because right. she never she really, really told her, her about her relationship with the comedian until she was an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, even though Lori sort of knew that her stepdad was not her father, you know, she always had this sort of happy idea that it was. Um, this other gentleman who was always Watching kind over, to her right. um and kind to her mother. Um that wasn't that wasn't really the truth. But um, you know, uh, Sally is, you know, was beautiful. Um she still loves her daughter. She's very involved in her life and Lori loves her. Um they show several scenes in in the movie version where Lori visits her yeah. in her house and, you know, she's an older woman but she was beautiful and, and really brave. Yeah. And you know mm. you know one of the first female superheroes in that universe in that,
0: yeah
1: right um so overall i think she did her thing she did the best she could um she raised her took care of her made sure she was healthy and smart and strong and let her eventually be who she wanted to be even though she didn't approve of the relationship with doctor manhattan um it was important for lori to grow into the person that she needed to be and obviously she ends up with night owl but you know, Doctor Manhattan taught her a lot, and she it was. Scene where they do it in the in the night owl the like,
0: ship. That's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you Jeffy. don't think so? No, it's a good time. She hits a fire, but like, a good the fire. Yeah, it's The flamethrower button is. boosh.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it's it's much more. Even though the scene with I thought you totally Manhattan, agree with me. What's right. going on here? I thought you'd be like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, it was totally. No, it was a good time. I just wasn't expecting you <laughs> to say that. It's kind of funny. What? To- <laughs> this is like something you would say yeah well I was just thinking about the scene with Dr. Manhattan where there were like five Dr. Manhattan
0: oh <laughs> you want like the Dr. Manhattan Bukaki? oh yeah no. going on here
1: no actually that didn't look like a good time though it was too many Dr. Manhattans it's like no, the minute, the real Manhattan. Dr. Manhattans it's off too working. many Dr. Manhattans <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going to put all those things whoa <laughs> that might be a topic for another day anywho anyways so, uh, also the mom from the sixth sense we'll talk about really fast um, sure Lynn okay. here. So um, Lynn Sears, Connor Sears' mom, Connor Sears can see dead people. She's a single mom. She does not understand him or what he's going through. But she's very
0: protective of
1: him. She's protective of him. She loves him so much. She just wants him to have a good life and to be, you know, accepted by his peers and to know that he's loved. And, you know, she wants to figure out what's going on with him so that she can help him. But he's so afraid to tell her that he's about he's his w. power. Yeah. I see dead people. He totally did see dead people. Mm-hmm. He saw, you know, that dead girl that's mom killed her because she had Munchausen's. So that was really sad. Mm-hmm. That's not a good mom. No. But, um... But anyway, I think she tried her best. You mm-hmm. know, nobody's perfect. She tried her best. She loved her little boy. She wanted to understand him. She wanted to give him the best chance to, like, be a normal kid and have a good life. But he's just very different, and I think eventually he'll be okay. You know, he loved her very much, too, and wanted to protect her. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, uh... We can go on and talk about Star Lord's mom.
0: Yeah, so Martha Quill. Uh, so she knew she, she, she knew she banged an alien.
1: Yes, she tells um, you know Star Lord Peter um, while she's dying of cancer that her that his father was you know full of light. So yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, he's probably not a human. And then as soon as little Peter leaves because he was so upset and he couldn't figure out how to say goodbye <laughs> to his mom. He gets sucked up into the stars, which but is where his destiny belongs, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think she was a really great mom. I love that she made him the mixtapes. He loves her. To keep him company yeah. after she was gone. Because she, you know, to to know that you're going to die when you have little ones has to be so hard. Right. And scary because you want the best for them. You want to make sure that they're safe, but you, there's nothing you can do, you know, if you have terminal cancer. Yeah, you know, she had her parents there, so I think her expectation was that they would have taken care of him, but Peter got kidnapped and you know, she right after she passed away, so there was nothing she could do. But to I think keep him safe. But I think she was her. ready
0: for it. I think she was ready for the day that Peter was gonna leave anyway. That right. dad would send someone for him. Right. You know, and, and so now
1: we and we don't know who Peter's dad is and he doesn't either. He has not met there's him There's
0: casting yet. speculation in Guardians of <laughs> Galaxy two who is Star Lord's father. Right. Um, but he
1: grew up without his dad, and he, did he only grow up, had his mom right. until he was, like, I guess he's supposed to be 12 or 13. Yeah, I that's
0: I'd, I'd give that about that. So, like,
1: but she loved him a lot. I think she did the best she could to provide for him. It's pretty cool him. that
0: they don't see a lot of humans in that, in that, um, yeah. in that that's, that's, that's section of the Marvel universe with right. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Be, they don't see a lot of humans, so that's pretty cool, because I, I loved, it really expands the universe. Like, there's so many races, and there's so many...
1: I love that he carried around the the second mixtape for so long without he opening. he never even it opened it, it open
0: the present. Cuz
1: yeah, yeah cuz he knew how much, you know, he was going to miss her and he just wanted like, you know, to get to be with her. Yeah. You know, to always know that that was out there that she was still like with him. So, I love that he listens to the mixtape all the time. Right. to be close to her and you know, so you could tell she had to be a really wonderful mom. Yeah. It's great. One more sci-fi mom to add to the list is Dee Wallace, who played a sci-fi mom in two films, at least. Um, Cujo, where she played Donna Trenton, who was, you know, unfortunately cheating on her husband. And then uh, he had to leave town for a business trip and was not very happy with her. So she had to take her son, Tad, to go get the car fixed. And unfortunately, they ran into a rabid puppy dog by the name of Cujo. Cujo. Um, Donna is a really good mom. You know, she's figuring out herself as a woman, and she's made some mistakes because she's a human being, but she loves Tad. Tad, obviously, um, you know, he's a very small boy. Um, He starts getting sick, and you just sort of see her being so frightened and wanting to keep him safe and keep him safe from this dog and keep him safe from being sick. Um, you know, they have limited resources, it's hot out, they can't get anywhere, they're stuck in this car for a couple of days, um, Tad did not make it in the book, um, but he does live in the movie, because that's too sad for movies, um, (laughs) but, you know, Donna, she's, she's a good mom, she really does care about being a mom, she loves her son, um, even though, you know, she's trying to make her marriage work, but, um, you know, that, that's a struggle, and, you know, she definitely picks Tad up from school, you know, has his lunches made, um, does the groceries. She's a pretty standard, you know, house mom. Um, and you know, she's put in this really terrifying, trying situation where her son is and her life are in terrible danger. And, um, she has to figure it out herself. You know, even like the sheriff comes to help and Cujo dispatches him. Um, you know, she's got to throw a baseball to try to, you know, get his attention off of the car so that she can save herself and her son. But she does it. In the movie, she saves them both, so that's pretty awesome. She was also the mom in ET. Yes, which is which is uh, she's a single mom in ET. Um, she's raising three kids, the absolutely adorable. Drew Barrymore and her two older brothers, um, Elliot and Michael.
0: Elliot. And,
1: um, you know, they, they're they able to keep this alien hidden from her. Um, even though she, you know, she's a very loving mom. Um, she definitely has her hands full. Yeah, I'll see. Um, you know, and she's on her own. She works during the day. Um, the kids are in school. And then she's got to have dinner on the table at night. Um, but she's a, she's a great mom. And she's a great example of a sci-fi mom. And really? I absolutely, I loved how sort of like sweet and, and caring she is as a person. You can really see that.
0: I was there. actually at a wedding where she was there. She's yeah. related to like uh, my wife's cousin's now husband. And it was kind of like, I sat down and I looked at the table behind me. And I looked at it. I'm like, is it the mom from E.T.? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but and I didn't say was. anything
0: to her. Though I was kind of tempted to say just that.
1: Yeah, so, um, anyway, Dee Wallace, uh, way to go, being an awesome sci-fi mom. And you've been in a lot of other movies, too, but I'm just hiding Oh, yeah, she was in The Frighteners.
0: Yes. She's been a sci-fi mom many times over. She's
1: even in a movie called Mother. Yeah. there you go. Look at that. So she needs to be on the list. All right. Um, So going back to a couple other moms here, we have uh, Claire Littleton from Lost. Yeah, Claire Claire from Lost, you know, baby Erin. Yeah, uh, that's a scary situation to be in a plane crash when you're that pregnant. Right. There's no hospitals. Nope. I mean, there's Doctor Jack, but that guy, you know, he would be on the sauce twenty four seven if he could get his paws <laughs> on it. Um, and he really wasn't there when she gave birth. It was just Kate. Yeah, he Kate was, like, in the forest. Kate was,
0: and then you see later, you know, time jumping Sawyer sees uh sees Kate. You know, he he watches the 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 whole thing. So that that's pretty cool, but. You know, so, uh, Claire, you know, here's this whole thing, you know, we find out that, you know, her and Jack are, are, you know, half siblings. Right. So that's pretty cool, you know, and like, you know, her mom was, you know, stooping his dad up. Spicing so, it up. You know, so she was so protectful of, of Aaron, you know, when, when she was pregnant, when he was first born. Right. You know, so protectful. And then just something just happened and it was, you know, she just needed to be like, you protect him now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think was well, she loved Charlie so much, and when he died and she didn't have him supporting her and helping her anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and I think she was thrown for a loop when she found out that she and Jack had the same dad, and she wanted to figure out, like, what had happened and who that was. Like, kind of
0: went off. off of him. And... Yeah,
1: and she wanted to know her dad, because, you know, she was raised by a single mom, and, yeah. you know, and she was going to be a single mom, yeah. um, you know, so... But it was a little unfortunate that she left Aaron, um, you know, Kate. and then with Kate. Um, but I think Kate did a good job trying to love and protect him as if he was her own.
0: Yeah, she really did. You saw that job. in the, whatever the flash forwards, I guess they call it, or whatever they... Right. Where or she was, like, was living present time when you think about it. Jack, and yeah. Jack
1: was not doing well, because Jack doesn't, and... <laughs> yeah, Jack was definitely... Um, but she did her best, I think, and she really did love Aaron as if he was her own child um, when Claire was out of the picture, and... You know, Claire was a mama bear while she was pregnant. You know, she did her best to take care of herself, and she uh, leaned on Charlie, and he mm-hmm. helped her yeah. um, to make sure that she had the baby, and she had the baby Especially safely. Especially with all that
0: stuff like, oh, they're going to come for your baby like they came for mine. You oh, yeah, know, like that, that was, like,
1: scary. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on in the island because yeah. Juliet... She was like doing all that experimentation on people not being able to get pregnant on the island. Well, the, it was the it
0: was there was the nuclear bomb that right. was there, and then yeah. that was per- the proximity was you know the radiation was causing people not to be able to have the kids, right. and so you know she was there to.
1: Benry had his daughter, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benry's pretty scary.
0: And he's <laughs> yeah, terrifying.
1: Um. But so we're not yeah. talking about single dads. We'll talk about Benrie when we when it's Father's Day. Yeah,
0: Father's. Yeah, he he's gonna be um, definitely a. But yeah, a father's you know, day. I think
1: Claire tried to do her best, and it was a very scary situation to be in, and she was young, obviously young and scared, but she was brave, and she gave birth to her boy, and chose mm-hmm. a really Jungle, good person to yeah. to take care of him when take she felt when she, she couldn't, couldn't do anymore. anymore, and yeah. Kate did a great job too, mm-hmm. so. Um, also, so next up, Ellen Brody, she's one of my favorite, uh, horror movie moms. She's the mom from Jaws. Um, she is super, um, loving and a great wife and, um, you know, she loves her boys. She wants to keep them safe. Um, she's also, you know, stylish and, and cool. She's got friends. Um, she has a career. She works in real estate on the beach, um, and, you know, does event them planning and things like that. And um, she's a great mom. I love when her little boy um, gets attacked by the shark and she has to take him to the hospital. And she's saying, you know, I'm going to bring you ice cream. What kind of ice cream do you want? Coffee. Okay, coffee. And, like, she just always finds a way to, like, stay positive even when she's really scared for her family. Um, and she's a real warm, um, loving mom. And there's some really beautiful moments in Jaws, like, with Martin and his son playing at the table, and she's just sort of sitting there watching. The yeah. Movie. It's such a lovely, like, sort of representation of family moment. Um, so yeah, Alan Brody's the shiznit.
0: <laughs> so, um, Chris McNeil, McNeil, is the mom from The Exorcist. Yeah, this Original lady. Exorcist, This lady has a super obviously. hard
1: time. So she's a single mom who works in the government, um... And her daughter, Reagan, uh, is a normal teenager, but then, you know, she ends up uh, being yeah. inhabited by an evil demon. Evil demon! And Chris doesn't know how to deal with it, because Chris doesn't go to church. She's yeah. an agnostic, and she doesn't have any idea what's going on with her daughter the power of christ um, compels you yeah she thinks originally that her daughter's like having some sort of a psychological issue or maybe she's very sick so she takes her to the hospital they ran all these tests and they can't find anything wrong with her but reagan's acting increasingly strange you know to the point where she's moving objects she's violent she walks into the middle of a dinner party and pees all over the floor Um, she can crawl down the stairs like a spider, which is scary as hell (laughs) in the remastered version. Um, you know, and then she's moving her bed around. She's able to spin her head around. Um, she does some unfortunate things with a crucifix and she (laughs) pukes all over everybody. So poor Chris is trying to figure out like what could possibly be wrong with my daughter. And eventually she turns to the church and, you know,
0: they dispatch
1: finds the priests that help her, you know, save her daughter's soul and get rid of this creepy demon. But, you know, she has a hard time. She certainly loves her daughter so much. She's at her sort of wit's end. Wit's end, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, when when Reagan gets afflicted by this demon, um, she's willing to do anything that she can to save her daughter. That's very apparent. Um, And she's also, yeah, she's a tough single mom doing the best she can. Um, And she's willing to be open-minded and take chances. She'll do anything to figure out you know how to save Reagan, so you know she's a, she's a good mom. She's the best she could.
0: Very very good breakdown. Now uh, we'll talk about um, next. T- we'll talk about Lori Grimes from The Walking Dead. Yeah. So Lori, um, so Lori, you know, zombie apocalypse comes. Husband's in the hospital. Can't get to him. She takes the kid and husband's best friend and hits the
1: road. She- Yep, and she can't be bothered to look after Carl half the time, so she leaves it up to other people. She's always going around asking, Have you seen Carl? Where's Carl? Carl?" Like, lady. What are you doing? She's bone and chain, which is really not cool. Her husband's not even actually dead. She's not
0: bone and Shane though. <laughs> the minute in the comics, she really only bones him once. But it, I got the impression that in the in the show, they were they were doing a little more. Oh yeah,
1: they were spicing it up yeah. until Rick comes back, and then she's like, Whoopsies. "Whoops,
0: <laughs> bye, Shane." He's like, "I can't shut my feelings off." It's like, "Ah, my
1: <laughs> husband's back, and you're
0: a tool."
1: Yeah, I don't think Laurie ever had feelings for Shane. No. He was just a substitute (laughs) wang-dang-dangle. But, yeah, I don't know. So she's always ignoring poor Carl. I mean, I I think she does love him, but she's not the most attentive parent. And she's definitely more into her own issues than she is into Carl and and if he's doing okay. And I feel like... And then when she has, like, the second baby, you know... Carl is such an afterthought to her, because she's always whining and crying about, like, how she's going to bring a baby into this world, which admittedly sucks, you know. But she doesn't yeah. have to worry about it, because her son has to give her, like, a makeshift, uh, you know, C-section yeah. on the floor. On of, the
0: show, in the. that's know. not how it happened in the, in the comics, it was much more natural, and then, you know, her and the baby both die, and the governor kills them both in the book. So, Hello. yeah, like one shot straight through the baby, through her. And... The
1: governor's a jerk face. <laughs> but... He
0: also cuts off Rick's hand, which, uh, Whoa. Didn't happen.
1: yeah. That's not nice at all. Oh. Hey, but Rick go. still has do? his hand on the show. Yeah, hey, he's got it. But his what's his hump? Didn't have his hand. Merle. Merle. Right? Merle lost his paw. Pawsies.
0: Um, so Lori, not, not a great example here. Nah. Could be doing a lot more there. Yeah, Lori, come on, Lori. You know? Get
1: your crap together. And
0: see what happens. Alright, let's talk about Orphan Black. I love Orphan Black. um Yeah, like, it's... As much as, you know, we all have stuff that piles up on our DVRs, Orphan Black's always, like, a go-to show. Like, Orphan Black and Last Man on Earth. Like, both things, like, you know, that's what I have to watch immediately. <coughs> so yeah, Last Man on Earth is, is
1: awesome.
0: So, um, first we can talk about Sarah. You know, Sarah Manning is, is the married Kira. Kira um, Sarah... Is, you know, when we first meet Sarah, you know, Kara's not with her. She's right. she's trying to get Kara's her back. a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, she's in the, you know, drugs, and she's not having, like, a you know, great time until she sees a duplicate of herself jump in front of a train. And she's like, right. whoa! And then she's thrust into this world, finding out, that, you know, that she is, she is, you know... I guess.
1: The genesis of clones. Yeah, very nicely
0: done. Very nicely said. Yes, because so, she
1: can have her own baby. Kara's her yes, he baby. Yes, she does. Yes, Kara's her and baby. But clones cannot reproduce.
0: Right, so we see her as, you know, she's kind of like a hot mess mom, single mom. You know, we we, we meet the dad, obviously, too, as the series continues. Um, you know, and then, you know, she goes on and meets, you know, the other clones. So we meet Allison Hendricks, too. Allison Hendricks is your. Soccer mom, she likes you know the booze and the pills too. Right. But you know we learned that Allison's Lives in kids the suburbs are
1: suburbs with her husband. Right? Yeah. Totally whipped. <laughs> Straight up. Oh. <laughs> but he's a nice man.
0: Now he's taking care of Helena, he's which nice is
1: hysterical. Man. He's a sweet man, and they have two kids, and she runs a. Tight but we show.
0: find out they're adopted kids. Yes. You know we she's find that because she can't she have, can't kids. have yeah, kids. Yeah. So. Um, so Sarah is not only you know like she's totally like the mother to to Kara and now now Kara's really you know been involved more in her life since season two, really really brought her back and you know brought her into the fold. So it was cool. Like Sarah loves Kara. She wants to be there for her at all times. She, everything she every decision she makes, she always thinks of Kara in mind. So, so here we have an example of like you know someone who was um kind of away from their child and and really wanted her back and now, and now that she's back she's really protective of her. Mm-hmm. So I think Sarah's a great example. Allison is a hot mess too, but you know once you find out you're a clone
1: That's and a scary you thing. Yeah. I think you know Allison just wants every like to control everything. I think yeah, she's she very afraid of like all the bad possibilities of things that can happen in life, so she feels like the more that she can control, like her children's schedules, what they wear, what they like, making them look perfect. Everybody yep. has to look perfect. All that PTA at all stuff times. in season
0: three or four,
1: and and you know, just creating a good image for everybody. You know, she's very afraid, mm-hmm. um, but she does. She tries. She tries to do the best she can that she understands and deal with her anxiety by, you know, running a really tight ship keeping yeah. things super organized and keeping everybody neat and tidy.
0: So Orphan Black's a great show. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil things. Well, the, so cool,
1: the coolest thing is, too, is the it's the one actress that plays all the clones and has yeah. totally different personalities for each one to the point where I was reading an article about her and her mom came to the set one day to watch her act. And it was a scene where she was playing, like, the two different characters. And her mom was like, that was great, but when does my daughter come out? <laughs> she didn't even recognize that that was, that was awesome. her daughter. Yeah.
0: That, um, I love it when she has to play one of the clones as one of the other clones. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. really cool. She's
1: so She's so, so talented. talented. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Next up is the ladies. So of we're yeah
0: we're gonna do a, a a Game of Thrones trilogy to close out this week's podcast. Yes. So we're gonna start uh, with Caitlyn Stark. You wanna take this one there?
1: Yes, my arm is falling asleep. I know my arm fell asleep too. <laughs>
0: Sorry, folks. This worked so well, though, like, sitting like this the last couple of weeks. What do
1: we but, do? I don't know. I don't know. I was, must have been leaning better. Um, but in any event, no one really cares about my arm. So, but anyway, Caitlin Stark, you know, I think she's a she's a decent mom. I mean, she loves her own children. She loves her boys. She loves Sansa and, and Arya. I don't think she always understands Arya, because Arya doesn't want to be a lady, and she doesn't want to buy into, like, all the pomp and circumstance like she wants to fight she's scrappy she's tough she's learning how to sword fight um sansa is all about being a lady and you know getting married to someone powerful and wealthy now we've seen that didn't really work out for sansa She has to learn how to fight for herself and yeah. be her own person but her original idea was to be you know a lady yeah. like her mother um you know and so and and she loves her boys but she does not really love john stark she always john snow Um, Yeah, because they didn't give him the family name. She always felt angry and jealous because she felt that her husband had cheated on her, which in the books, that's not true. Um, But so she sort of treated John like he was an outcast and a bastard. Um, And later on in her life, I think she feels very sorry for that, but not really enough to really make amends to John. So it's a little unfortunate. I I think she's still a decent mom. You know, she was definitely strong, she loved her kids. She tried her best to protect them and figure out, you know, how to strategize to keep them safe. Once her husband had been killed, it didn't work out for her. Um, obviously, she was killed at the red wedding with her son Rob mm-hmm. and his wife and, and baby, which was really brutal. Um, but you know, some of her kids are still around, so they'll we'll see what amazing things they're capable of. And I think John forgave her for not being the best yeah. mother to him, but I don't think she ever forgave herself. It's true.
0: Next up, in our Game of Thrones trilogy of moms, let's talk about Cersei. Whoa, the
1: incest mom. So
0: Cersei's, Cersei's kids are, you know, obviously fathered by her brother, Oh, Jaime. yeah.
1: And it's interesting, because in the beginning of last season, I guess, um, they showed Cersei going to um, see the fortune teller and yeah, told her, yeah. you're going to have three kids, but they're all going to die. And now that's coming to fruition. Right. So. Um, you know, Cersei's very fascinating. Sometimes I like hate her guts and I think she's so evil, but at the same time, like I do feel for her because she, you know, she's the only girl, um, in her family. Her father never gave two craps about her and used her just as like a pawn to like further his own power. Um, you know, she married this man because her father made her, I don't think Robert really ever loved her, even though she was very beautiful. Um, She was very cold. She was very upset when her mother died, and so she always blamed Tyrion for that. Mm-hmm. She's very awful to Tyrion. So mean, and to him she's and really always straight blames. Straight him. up in love with her brother. She's in love with her brother, which is totally creepy. I'm sorry. I mean, just, <laughs> look, he's hot. I get it, but like, come on, dude. Really? It's a little weird. Um, But anyway, they have the three children. Joffrey is like the devil from hell, and he's dead. Um, but Spoiler! She, oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, she knew that he was evil and she didn't really understand, like, how to deal with him. And at yeah. the end he was getting very much out of control and she was afraid of him too. Yeah. But she loved him and she would do anything to protect him until she absolutely couldn't anymore. When he was killed, it broke her heart. Um, even though she was terrified of him and realized, like, that he probably was going to have to go because he, you know, was killing hookers in his bedroom, you know, oh, yeah. so it's, once you start down that path. Yes. You know, things are not going to go well for you. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, there's not. And mm. then, you know, her beautiful daughter, um, her father made her give her up and send her off to marry the um, prince in Dorne. That did not work out. <laughs> because, you know, the what do they call them? Sand snakes? They they killed everybody.
0: Yeah, everybody.
1: They just, they're killing every, everybody up in here. <laughs> um.
0: So Cer- Cersei's an example of, like, not the best.
1: Well, Cer- you know, Mom, Cersei, but, you I know, think... She likes
0: like, her kids. She, she likes Joffrey the most, kids. though, by, yes. by far. Yes. You know, Yes,
1: Tommen, you can tell, she just sort of ignores him, and he's yeah. kind of a little panty waste, but it is what it is. Hopefully he'll get his mojo back. He's got his beautiful wife, who's, you know, locked up by the sparrow. Not, not evil. Um, not, not evil. Not evil. You know, I think she's a strategist, and she's very smart. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think Cersei... Actually, her favorite thing in life, I think, was being a mom. I think that's the only part of her life that she really loved besides her brother, D. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think, you know, she really tried to do her best to keep her children safe and, and loved. Um, but obviously you can't control sometimes who your children turn out to be. And Joffrey, he was just evil. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think Cersei is anywhere near as evil as, as Joffrey. Um, although she is very conniving and sneaky, um, a lot of times her, her plots to do evil things don't work out for her. Yeah, especially, I mean, you have to be you have to be shrewd and, and, you know, tricksy to be a powerful woman, but you don't always have to be evil. It's true. Cersei definitely leans more towards the evil side of things.
0: Yeah. So to close out this week's podcast, we're going to talk about our, our last the
1: ultimate mother, the mother of dragons,
0: Daenerys Targaryen. Yes. So at first she's is kind of thrusted into like, you know, a marriage for land kind of kind of thing with oh, mar- brother. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, totally creepy brother guy who totally wanted to bang her. Yeah, but she wasn't into honest. that. She no. wasn't into the brother D. No. <laughs>
1: And then he got he got gold headed. <laughs> yeah, that was all because everyone was like, "Finally, yeah, it's awesome." Yeah, that, that was enough of that. Guy. But
0: you know, w- we see her as just being so helpless in the beginning, right? And then she just has this, you know, just this slow, steady rise of making stronger, more right. accurate decisions. She sort of and-
1: realizes after the first time that Cal, you know, ha- has sex with her, and it's it's kind of violent and not in her terms. She figures out talking to other women like, "Hey, you know what? You're never doing that to me again." next time it's going to be my choice and the way I want to do it. And she totally blows his mind because she takes control in the bedroom. And then he's like, all right, this is my woman. Yeah. You know, she's my, she becomes a warrior. She's not, you know, just someone I take advantage of and use. Like she's my partner. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, he passes away when she's pregnant and she gives birth. And, you know, from the reaction of the, um, nurse, you think that these are abominations, you know, and that they're dead and evil. But they rise from the ashes as dragons. And then dragons! Daenerys really, yeah. you know, starts owning her power and yeah. realizes, like, hey, look, I have a chance to take over, you know, King's Landing and get the throne back that my family held for so many years because right. I've got dragons. And nobody's <laughs> seen dragons, you know. In a long time. So long. Um, and she can control them. I mean, but they're unruly and they're... Like, teenage kids, they do whatever they want. Yeah. They're wild and dangerous. They sometimes kill children when they're trying to, you know, roast up their goats. <laughs> um, but they didn't do it on purpose,
0: though. No, but the dragons they're love powerful her powerful and
1: huge, and they love their mommy. They trust her, even when she locked them in the basement. Um, they're very unhappy when they don't get to be with her. They will save her from any danger, as they did at the end of last season, when... The town went all crazy with those uh, party city mask people, um, <laughs> as the awesome guy on Gay of Thrones says. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I love Danny. I think she's so brave and tough, and she took bad situations and made them work for her, and she's all about, you know, being a mother to everyone and, and freeing slaves and giving people, like, the best opportunities to have the lives they want, because she had anticipated not getting to have the life that she wanted or the destiny that she would have chosen. She thought she was going to be a pawn in her brother's plans. And now she's her own woman. So, you know, God bless all the moms out there. And, uh, we love you. And, you know, yeah,
0: thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah, and- Check
0: out our podcast, you know, obviously iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, everything like that. But, you know, you can also find them on our website, prison dad mm-hmm. download them, stream them from there. It's fine. um, May 21st, we're going to be at the Gaithersburg Book Fair in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Come say hi. Yeah. We're friendly and approachable people. Totally. Most of the time. <clears throat> no, just kidding. You know, come talk to us. Come as long see as us. had our coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll
0: be there from 12 to 2. Right. At the ChessyCon Con table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're definitely... Some of our old friends. Yeah. So
1: that'll be a good time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Come check us out. In the meantime, you know, go to prisondad.com. Check out our free stories. Check out our books, check out our
1: podcast. Check out our character bios yeah, there's and our little fun game. There's a game on there yeah. you can
0: play, see which character you are.
1: Right. So it's a good time. Um. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening and happy Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, happy Mother's Day.